welcome to the Kona Edge, where you'll discover what the best triathletes in the world do to give them the edge. Welcome on to this edition of the Kona Edge. I'm Brad Brown, and we head back to London now. And uh, I'm pretty excited to to chat to uh, a returning guest today. But just because of his background, that he, he didn't come from a swimming background, literally had to learn to swim uh, when uh, took on the sport of triathlon, and has done some amazing things. Uh, Martin Muldoon. Martin, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Thanks very much, Brad. Good chatting again. Martin, your swim story in your, your Ironman journey is is incredible. I mean, when we, we spoke first time around, you, you spoke about your first triathlon where you could, you, I mean, you were too scared to put your, your face in the water. It's, uh, it, you've, come, you've come a long way. That's right. Yeah, yeah. It's been, it's been a long journey. Um, yeah, the swim, the, the swim has always been the tough one. The bike, the bike and the run, I had done a bit of that as a kid, so that was no, no issue at all. But yeah, the swimming, I really struggled. And, and, I, and it was a mental thing, really. I mean, let's face it, anybody who's able-bodied and, and given the right instruction can swim, but I had a mental issue with getting in the water and, and trying to get comfortable in that. Certainly in the start of the swim in a race where everyone's beating each other up and there's white water bubbles everywhere and you get a bit claustrophobic. So, yeah, I was really starting from scratch and it, and it took me a good couple of years to get comfortable with swimming. So um, I don't think too much about it now, Uh you know, it's quite natural to me, but it, that 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 has taken a long time. And I, and I, and I would say that the, the thing that probably helped me improve most in the swim was just starting to enjoy swimming. So I didn't enjoy it for a good few years. And as I did more and more of it, and I get a couple of good coaches, a couple of good local instructors, and I started doing more of it and meeting other swimmers, I started enjoying it. And that's when I really started to improve. So, you know, I probably, probably knocked a good 10, 15 minutes off my Ironman swim time by... Uh, just by enjoying it, just by getting in the water and, and enjoying each time, looking forward to it, that type of thing. So uh, I would say try and find a way that you can actually enjoy swimming or, or any discipline, and that'll make it a lot easier to improve. You, you talk about the mental bit of of of, of doing it. What, what was it that was holding you back? Was it fear? What I mean, have you managed to get to the bottom of it? Obviously, the enjoyment now has made it a lot easier, but what, what was it in the beginning? Yeah, I think it was fear. I mean, I come from a, a background, my... my my parents, especially my mother, was always very sort of negative about water. And if you grow up, listen to that as a, as a young kid. Uh, swimming wasn't part of my family's life. You know, you meet people that have been swimming since they were two and confident in open water at four years old. I, you know, we were the complete opposite. We um, we were always sort of told to stay away from water. And I never really tried. Uh, there wasn't a, a local swimming club or anything like that. So it genuinely wasn't until I was, you know, hit my early 30s that I, that I tried it. So... It was a kind of a, I didn't believe that I was one of those people that could actually do it. I just seen swimmers as another breed, people that uh, do it, and I'm not one of them. So it, it took me just to sort of stop and rethink that a bit. And I, to be honest, I, I didn't envision it ahead. I was more that it started happening because I was trying it. And then bit by bit, I started to see that, well, actually, I can do this as, as good as anybody else. Not as good as the top guys, but I was good as any other starter, uh, any other person who was sort of middle-of-the-range swimmer. And uh, as time's gone on, I've, I've got myself, you know, on a few swims out there, I've actually been under the water and the top sort of 10%. So, um, yeah, it's, it's changed a lot. But, yeah, it's just breaking down, trying to try and understand what, what is your mental barrier and, and just trying to attack it from different angles. And you do, you do finally get away in there. You mentioned the thing that's really turned the corner for you is, is enjoying the swim. You, you've done work with coaches from a technical point of view to to get your technique right. I mean, a lot of it is technique and, and just getting comfortable and, and getting the breathing and that right. Would would you say that is just it, is, is just spending time in the water and getting comfortable feeling 
getting getting that body awareness of, of what you should be doing and 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 once that clicks it, it just becomes a lot easier yeah that's right um there, there's a there's a company here in london called swim for try a guy dan bullock runs it and um they, they help me a lot because it's purely they're coming from the technical side of being triathletes so there's lots of swimming clubs around and i'm in a great swimming club now but you kind of need to know how to swim before you join them because they're not really all that interested in triathletes um so i spent a couple of years doing different sessions with the swim for try guys and uh they teach you right from the beginning these guys are can't swim at all but they, these guys take you from that right through to um being technically good they do a lot of drill work but they also do yardage you know because you can't do one or the other you have to do both at the same time you have to have the fitness to be able to hold the technique and, and vice versa you have to be able to um swim miles to get uh, that fitness so i think it's it's something that i think it was a good part of my journey in the early days to to learn how to swim it's completely different from anyone who's a proper swimmer you know who who learned from scratch and by the time they were 12 years old they were probably swimming faster than i do now but i didn't have that choice so you know um certainly certainly going to that you know, local hands-on coaching someone who's watching you, giving you tips, telling you you're doing stuff wrong, and and then watching you when you try to improve it. So, yeah, it's 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 a long slog, but you you gotta you gotta put the effort in, and uh, you have to be very determined. Um, for me to be a good runner, it's doesn't take that much determination because it was more natural to me. But uh, as a swimmer, I had to be hugely determined, like ten times more than any other discipline. So, I think that's part of it. Having the the want to do it, uh, I'd say, is probably the biggest part. And you, you, I mean, you play your times down. You're actually a pretty decent swimmer. Your your times now aren't aren't half bad. I mean, when you first started, I mean, what was your first Ironman swim to to what it is now? Uh, I think in uh, when I was in Germany, I did a one hundred three. That that was a wetsuit swim. And and to be honest, I probably that was probably faster than I should have swam. I thought that was maybe slightly. Um, uh, above above plan and uh, one hundred three. I probably should have been a one hundred six or one hundred seven. But but I was really happy seeing that time. Now I've swam as 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 low as fifty three. But to to be fair, that was in Mexico, which is there is a bit of a tail push. Um, there's no wetsuits there though, so it's still to me that was you know obviously my fastest time. But I've done a I've done a few fifty sevens in normal you know conditions with uh, with with on without wetsuits. Uh, Kona, Kona's a hard one to be fast and I've done a 102 there but it's I always find it's slightly measured slightly long um, you don't have the wetsuit it's very choppy it's extremely aggressive I mean Kona's the scariest swim out there by far nowhere else touches it uh, you just get beat up the whole way around and uh, it's just full of all these A-type personalities trying trying to better each other so um, it's, it's a pretty difficult place to, to be fast I think and that, that shows the real swimmers anybody who swims under an hour in Kona, you don't do that by accident. You know that's that's proper swimming. Um, I've not done it yet this year. Who knows? I mean, I'm not swimming particularly well at the minute, but um, yeah. But no, I I have improved it over time, and uh, or I would say I got it to a place about three years ago, and I haven't really improved too much since. Um, you know, you do even uh, even when you've improved a lot, you still hit plateaus, and I think uh, the determination for me to knock another minute off it, it would take a huge amount of energy and. Uh, I guess I'm trying to spread my focus across across all disciplines and trying to keep it all moving in the right direction. So I, I probably haven't focused enough in the last few years in the swim, but um, at least keeping it where it was. Are you grateful? So, you, are you grateful you played Gaelic football growing up for the physicality of the swim in Kona? 
Yeah, no, there's definitely <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of correlation for it. You know, you get whacked in the back of the head. And I, I think in some other backgrounds, people might find that very strange. But to me, it's like, you know what's happened. You hear you hear a bang and you realize you've been punched in the ear type of thing. Um, I, I think in most Ironmans, people don't purposely try to hit each other. But you, it does happen by accident probably 95% of the time. You do get the odd maniac who's in there, you know, who loves just swimming over the top of people. Um, it's a very it's a very selfish thing to do. And um, I don't know many people that do that sort of thing. And, and, and certainly they, they don't admit to it. But I've been in races, uh, mainly Kona, where people swim over the top of you. And, and, you know, unless you're blind, they know you're there at the sea, that they were ducking you and putting you under pressure, but they don't care. It's kind of part of the macho Kona thing and, and you don't really get that anywhere else so um, it's part of the reason why, why I hate the racing uh, the, the swim in Kona I mean it's beautiful but it's very very few occasions in, on race day in Kona on the swim that I've actually enjoyed the swim section so um, but yeah having that Gaelic background certainly helps you know do, do a bit of boxing by accident or not <laughs> Martin thank you so much for your time here on the Kona Edge once again look forward to getting you on next time to talk a little bit about your bike but uh, we'll save that for then thanks mate no worries. Cheers, mate. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Kona Edge. If you want to improve your swim, be sure to check out our next free live online swim seminar. Get to the KonaEdge.com slash swim seminar to sign up now.